Well, care- careful about the quarantine talk, boys. We don't want to date this episode while we talk about Joe Exotic. Oh, yeah. Steve, I think this is one episode where we have to lean into the timeliness of what we're discussing. This is a right. this is a zeitgeist moment. All right, we'll see. Hey, you know what's fun is that this is in April, and uh, the last time we did something that was like, because now we're entering the the new Great Depression. You know, we uh, we had our Great Depression episode. That's well, like right. Our very ago. first uh, April episode was an April Fool's episode uh, where we kind of made light of the Great Depression and what a silly specific time that was that we'll never come back again. Uh, luckily, we won't be eating those words on... <laughs> or the, much of anything else. <laughs> on a very special episode of the Song Topsy Report where we once again dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I am your host, Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I forget what I usually say here. Usually makes some snarky... <laughs> Maybe tied into the episode comment about how I'm blah 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 Stephen Trollinger. Okay, and I'm I'm ex- exotic Steve Trollinger. <laughs> so Steve exotic. We're getting back like into the Steve. flow of it, listeners. Please bear with us. And also Steve? speaking of bearing with us, uh, you may notice that the audio sounds slightly different on this episode compared to how it normally sounds. Uh, that is because don't tell them, Nick. Don't tell them, Mike. They know. Uh, and that is because we are being responsible and socially distancing, given the pandemic that has swept the world. Yeah, and we're, we're, uh, we're utilizing the professionalism you know uh, you know us for, because uh, we all have our own individual voiceover recording studios. Obviously, we're very professional. It's what you expect of us. Yeah, we're top notch. Yeah, when we went on hiatus, we did that obviously not knowing that this whole pandemic was going to happen. And then that caused an additional slight delay as we wanted to figure out the best way to still do the show remotely while still promising the high quality that you've come to know from us. Uh, And hopefully we have achieved that. And on that note, actually, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you so much for joining us during these strange and unusual times that we find ourselves in. We hope we can bring you a few smiles during your days of misery and quarantine. (laughs) It's a low bar, but we I think we can hit it. Uh, but one other thing that has been happening during this quarantine, probably with actually uh, extremely good timing, was obviously the release of Tiger King, the documentary on Netflix. Because right when everyone got cooped in together, uh, this documentary came out and was just the most engrossing train wreck of a documentary I've seen in a very long time. Mike and I saw it, and uh, Steve has, for personal reasons, not seen it. Refused outright. I think after today's episode, Steve, you're gonna sit down nope. and binge watch. Nope. That. I think we'll nope. pique your curiosity, Steve. No, no, you're 100 percent wrong. Trust me, Steve. Uh, before we get into the music that we're going to be discussing, what is the reason why you chose not to watch Tiger King? So I started uh, like the second we we began this in the middle of March or so. Um, one of the first things that just sort of grasped. Uh, everyone's attention was was this, uh, and usually when something like that happens, when like a lot of people won't shut up about a thing, it makes me not want to care about it or view it or think about it, uh, because I, I maybe some for some reason I inherently assume if everybody likes it, that must mean that it's bad because I'm smarter than they are. Steve, I understand that a hundred percent. You uh, guys, you guys are always fighting, trying to listen. It's okay to be basic bitches, guys. I'm a basic bitch. It's great. He said, drinking his Dunkin' Donuts coffee <laughs> in his blanket fort. You have a Dunkin' Donuts that's still open, Mike? Oh hell yeah, dude! I, I'm all, I'm hunting down Dunkin' Donuts day after day, man. Because every time I go into one, it just keeps close. Like they, they close the next day. I don't know what's going on. Oh, it sounds to me like Mike is going in and closing down Dunkin' Donuts. Like with his pres- sheer presence, or maybe he's like, I think we should investigate this and see what exactly Mike is bringing with him that is shutting down these DDs. You know, if I didn't know any better, Steve, I I'd bet you're suggesting I'm asymptomatic right now. Is that is that what you're saying? <laughs> Listen, I called a doctor. I called a doctor when I thought I had the COVID, and uh, she she was a she nice looked little- at you over a <laughs> webcam and said you're fine. That's. Yeah. Oh, you know, the viewers didn't know that, Steve. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah, I called her up. 
She looked at me. I was like, oh, I had a fever for a few days. No cough, though. She goes, you know what? You're fine. You're fine. Low probability. Take Low those odds to Vegas. <laughs> but how are you feeling now, Mike? Oh, 100%, man. I feel great. I'm very I'm, – I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. And just, just like, let's, 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 let's ease the worries of the folks out there. Listen, the, I've gone to this one Dunkin' Donuts right by my house several times, and it's still open. It's the ones in the city that keep closing, though. I don't well, know then lead with that next time. Don't start the <laughs> sentence saying, every time I go to Dunkin' Donuts, they close. It's will- called trying to be funny. Come on. <laughs> I like that, Mike. Give yourself more credit. It's not you're like it's not called being funny. It's called trying to be funny. <laughs> but Mike, it is good for you to clarify that because we are recording this in the current uh, global epicenter of this pandemic. So the listeners should know that we are all knock on wood wood uh, currently fine. Yeah, New York number one. Yeah, <laughs> in cases. Go Yankees. <laughs> uh, but no, as we've been. Uh, tiptoeing around today we obviously had to discuss uh tiger king but specifically the music from the titular character from this documentary joe exotic who is if you have not seen tiger king first off via like steve was saying via almost like osmosis you know something about tiger king even if you've not seen it tiger king details the sordid life and current legal entanglements that insane zookeeper Joe Exotic is in, what with him uh, hiring a hit person, killing tigers, and illegally selling exotic animals. Um, but in addition to all of these... What a rap sheet. I was what a say, rap sheet. You know, kind of impressive in some ways in that fucked up part of your brain. You know what I mean? Like Go big or go home or go to jail or all three. But of all the things on his rap sheet, uh, the one point that the documentary kind of skimmed over the fastest was a musician. Possibly because he isn't one, but there are several. He's, he's the he's the Milli Vanilli of exotic animal ownership. We will get into that, but yes. Yeah, so uh, we will we will briefly discuss Joe Exotic uh, in case you haven't seen the documentary. But before we do that, in addition to the rap sheet Mike just laid out, this guy uh, also released music all about his life and the various wild animals that he kept on his. I was going to say uh, compound, but I guess technically it's a zoo. Um, but the one song that I think really captured the imagination was the anthem that he did called I Saw a Tiger, uh, which goes a little bit like this. Cause I saw a tiger, now I understand. I saw a tiger, tiger summons. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. That it, that it, it wistful... Is melancholy chord progression, the longing in his voice. Well, not his voice, but you know what I mean. So Joe Exotic released some of the most melodramatic music to accompany him, and I guess his brand, because Joe Exotic, he was a zookeeper, but... No, he that- wasn't. That's, that's no. Zoo- the zookeeper is a storied and important professional position in society. He is not a zookeeper. That is a well, completely the, different well, job. As the documentary laid out, Steve, basically in America, who the government can't tell you how many wild endangered species you can own and keep on a huge plot of land in the middle of Oklahoma. That's tyranny. You know what? That's the great thing about this country, guys. You can fight tyranny and, and try to recreate ecosystems in your own backyard. I Wait, think it's a beautiful thing. Mike, I'm just saying, you're saying you watched all of the Tiger King documentary and you left that with the impression, what a great country America is that this can happen. <laughs> okay, well, Nick, what they do to the Cubs is terrible. When they rip it away from the Yeah, that's the, the central mom. premise of what Joe Exotic did. Yeah, but, no, that's, the, that's no good. That's no good. Shoot and shooting the tigers is no good. But wrestling around with them, I think is, I think that's nice. Mike is <laughs> pro wrestling exotic animals. Just everything surrounding that is bad. <laughs> if only you could just isolate that one part of it, the fun part, and just roll with that. <laughs> but no, let's get into the artist in question himself, Joe Exotic, whose uh, real name is uh, Joe Schreibvogel, uh, is an American former zookeeper and currently convicted felon, and. Technically singer? I know we keep tiptoeing around this, but we will get into it. Uh, Now, I tried to condense 
what happens in Tiger King into like one paragraph with two sentences, the best I could. Um, and what I came up with was Joe Exotic raised lions, tigers, and other exotic animals in a massive plot of land in the middle of Oklahoma. He is currently, as of I think January, the the uh, passing was ruled. Uh, he is currently serving twenty two years a uh, twenty two year jail sentence for illegally selling exotic animals, killing eight tigers, and most sensationally attempting to hire a hitman to kill his chief nemesis in life. Carol fucking Baskin. Who Carol is a, fucking Baskin. Who is a big cat rights activist and owner of Big Cat Rescue, a nonprofit animal sanctuary based in Tampa, Florida. That is the gist of what happens in Tiger King. But there is so much stuff packed into that documentary. Every single side character is nuts. Every single character in this is out of their mind. Yo, it's like three different cults, man. It was crazy. It was great. <laughs> But just one of the very, very small things in this documentary that they kind of just use for, like, funny, fluffy window dressing is they mentioned it, like, in the first episode and then scattered throughout the documentary that Joe Exotic, in addition to being a uh, zookeeper, in addition to being a politician who ran for both president and governor, uh, in addition to having his own reality TV show, in addition to selling his own merchandise and having his own online web series, in addition to all of this, he released several music videos and and an entire album of music all about him and his tigers and the lifestyle that he is living in this it's, huge plot of land a, in Oklahoma. It's a concept album. Yeah, kind of. Like like the Who's Tommy. <laughs> More like Who's Tiger. He answers that in the song I Saw a Tiger. <laughs> Nick never misses a beat, man. <laughs> he he is a he Singer songwriter? No. At best, he is an iMovie producer. <laughs> oh yes, please watch the music videos for these. They 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 tease a little bit in the documentary, but the whole thing is worth wa- whole thing is worth watching. But the documentary, there's so much that happens in the surrounding story about Joe Exotic and all the things he did that they didn't really have time to go into the music aspect of it. But there's so much juiciness in there as well that we uh, all collectively researched and tried to find more about because. Finding out how these songs came out is also a very fascinating story that they could have spent an entire additional episode of Tiger King discussing. But as we have... That's where we come in and we're going to sell it to Netflix. Exactly. We're going to sell an audio (laughs) podcast to Netflix. Uh, Come but, on, Nick. You don't think they'd like our Zoom call, where you know I'm in my my <laughs> my blanket fort? You know, that's basically what the last episode of Tiger King was—the interview episode. It's just all of them, like on webcam. So you know what, Mike? I think you got something there. We're gonna we're gonna email Netflix uh, as soon as this episode is done. But as we have kind of uh, beat around the bush saying, uh, Joe Exotic, that that melodious uh, country twangy voice that you're hearing is not actually Joe Exotic. No. Uh, uh, the musicians behind all of the music that came from that documentary and that Joe Exotic released, all of those tracks are actually uh, two singer-songwriters named Vince Johnson and singer Danny Clinton. They connected with Joe Exotic via an ad that was looking for someone to write a theme song for his private zoo as well as the In the Works reality TV show about it. So they answered an ad saying that, hey, there's going to be a reality show coming out about this eccentric guy in Oklahoma with a zoo, write a song for it that will go in the TV show. And he convinced them uh, to produce several customized cat songs for free. He said, the exposure you're going to get from this, from the reality TV show, is what I'm going to pay you in. So he didn't pay them for this either. You know, I mean, it was a long con, but in the end, I guess he was right. There were so many long cons that Joe Exotic was running simultaneously. (laughs) This was just like a side con. He probably wasn't even aware this was a con based on the all the other cons he was running. Now, though, so the way it worked was apparently Joe Exotic, uh, once he hired them, he sent them subjects for songs he wanted to talk about. So Joe Exotic didn't technically write the lyrics, but he said, this is what I want the song to be about. These are the points I want you to hit. And so he said, uh, Johnson said Joe would set the subject for the songs and then leave Johnson to, quote, do my own research, although he doesn't necessarily mean that he agrees with their conclusions. Because some of the songs that Joe Exotic had them write about are wild. Like, there's this one song called You Can't Believe, which is a song about Terry Thompson. Now, uh, you might know who Terry Thompson was, even if you didn't watch the documentary. He was a, he owned a bunch of exotic animals in some southern state, I forgot. But, uh, 
he made the news because he released them all in the small town and at the same time killed himself. So this guy, Terry well, Thompson... Now, he, now, Nick, that's not proven. He could have very well been a victim of the deep state. Well, Steve, so he released 18 tigers, <laughs> 17 lions, 8 bears, 3 cougars, 2 wolves... Oh, my! A ...and a baboon into the small town and then killed himself, but... In, I remember that story, dude. Yes. Oh, my God! I thought it was insane. I'm like, dude, there's lions, tigers, and fucking... Bears! <laughs> Say it! Say it! Bears. Finish it! Say it! <laughs> Running all through. Oh, dude. So, I, so Joe Exotic, one of the songs he wrote that he had these two poor songwriters write for him is called You Can't Believe, which was a musical tribute that alleged that Thompson was actually murdered by the deep state in an attempt to discredit private zoo ownership. And I watched the video. The video shows him as like a dogged, like noir police investigator, and he's slapping folders down on interrogation tables, and he's lighting a cigarette. And then at one point, he shows uniformed men in masks leading a blindfolded Thompson lookalike into a clearing, and then sticking a gun in his mouth. Oh my god! This man makes Tommy Wiseau look like Ridley Scott. <laughs> However, these musicians thought they were going to record these songs. And they would just like maybe be background music in it. Uh, but as Johnson said, quote, I had no idea he was going to Milli Vanilli the songs because every single music video shows Joe Exotic lip syncing these and playing acoustic guitar as if he is the one singing. And if you've heard Joe Exotic's voice, you know there's no way that these dulcet golden tones are coming out of his mouth. Oh, God. This may be the most disappointing thing this man's done. Are you kidding me? Not murder eight tigers? No. No, it isn't, Mike. It is not. (laughs) I guarantee it is not. Just kidding. Come on, guy. A little juxtaposition. It's a little of that classy Mike Russell humor you've all been missing. (laughs) No, but seriously, man. Like, I just can't believe... uh, Just... It's just so fake. It's all fake, man. Oh, yeah, no. Joe Exotic, he does that... American thing that so many artists we've covered, like almost he almost did like a uh, like an L. Ron Hubbard thing where he just kind of decided to manufacture who he wanted to be and pushed really hard enough where people thought he was this well, first off, country singer songwriter that he wasn't, uh, this exotic zookeeper. Which, by the way, as you saw, Mike, in that last episode, apparently. Uh, he's terrified of cats, and the only cats yeah. that you saw in the documentary was uh, one lion that was blind and another one that was heavily tranquilized every time he was in the cage with it. But otherwise, he did not want to be close to the tigers. Which makes that's, this that's the only way. That's the only way I'll get into a room with Mike, usually. <laughs> if he's blind or sedated. Yeah. It makes the song even more fake, too. Because the, the, the tiger saw a man. Tigers, what, it was blind yes, or just but like... Said, I saw a tiger and tiger saw a man. That tiger literally cannot see the man. <laughs> the song is a lie in every sense. In every sense, man. Both That's in the guy. background that recording is, process and the literal lyrics. That is so disappointing. That's the most disappointing thing about him, you know. <laughs> well, I don't know, Steve. You haven't heard the rest of the song. So actually, let's start back at the beginning and get into this. A dissection is imperative. All right, so let's take it from the beginning. This is uh, I Saw a Tiger by Kind of Joe Exotic. Tell all the hunters to lay down their guns. Tell them that the tiger needs a little bit of love. But Steve, look at him nuzzling with that baby tiger. How could you say... He dresses like the 90s country scene threw up all over him. I... Very much respect his style, though. He just looks... He, he he looks like... They even described him in the documentary as like a mythical figure. He's this flamboyantly gay polygamist zookeeper living in the middle of Oklahoma in the with a huge plot of land with, I think... What did he have? Like 220-something tigers? Stupid. Like a stupid amount. When he was running for office, he made his own condoms with his face on them. Like... He just he just manifested exactly what he wanted to be, which unfortunately yeah, called, was a terrible person. Yeah, yeah, it's called The Secret, Nick, okay? Oprah told us about it. It's, uh, you know, part of me, and I, I know, and it's because Saf, Saf makes me believe that. Yeah, one of was, the uh, people who worked at a zoo who got, her, one of the, who got his arm ripped off. Yeah, yeah. He, 
he was my favorite character, dude. Just like the most, lo- I mean, the most loyal person to both the Tigers and yeah, he and was I mean, working the next week after losing his arm. Yeah, what a badass, yo! And I mean, all the staff there, I have sympathy for. They all were there. None of them have a very particularly high opinion of Joe Exotic, but they said they were all there for the Tigers. Like, yeah, because they certainly did. They certainly weren't getting paid. No, which was uh, which was insane, but it seemed like they they were living for the experience. And I'm telling you what, Joe is definitely getting these people wasted and high every night, man. Keeping them keeping them around. Well, isn't you know that how mean? they said he they got he got his one husband who was like 34 years younger than him or something? Yeah, and straight. Yes, <laughs> which was just ah, uh, math will make you do crazy stuff. Apparently, so what you're saying is. He was, uh, so what you're saying is he was a, a crazy bigamist who employed a bunch of people that only stuck around to try to attempt to prevent him from causing too much damage? Essentially, I mean, they, they say that in the beginning, Joe Exotic started that, all of this. That from sounds a- so familiar. I can't put my finger on Steve we don't have to bring back some everything other from our previous some, episodes okay we can some, we can chart some new territories some <laughs> other instance of like a bunch of people continuing to work for a madman to stop him from destroying everything wait steve hang on i need i need to i need to edit my notes here a little bit i had a section about him seeking a presidential pardon which uh, we can just not not talk about that part uh, we'll just nix that uh, but no, a lot of his staff said that Joe Exotic he started all of this from a place of genuine care for the cats but then when push came to shove when it became about money that was when things went downhill which once again i disagree with it was when he didn't pay these two musicians to write the song for him but <laughs> but we can debate that at a later time let them run the jungle let them roam or my backyard that's what he said let them ro- roam the jungle let them roam their land he says as he ha- as is privately keeping them on his land away from the jungle I mean, how close? I mean, where's the nearest jungle, though, Nick? Not in Oklahoma. It's almost like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I don't know. Maybe these nutcases in the middle of nowhere shouldn't be able to raise 200 exotic tigers. <laughs> and thereby raising them, preventing them from ever rejoining the wild. Oh, yeah, because that's the other thing. I didn't, because I remember, Mike, we had like a mini debate about this like a couple weeks ago. But I didn't, oh, fu- yeah. I didn't fully realize that for the most part. What none you of these- call a mini debate, I, as a disinterested third party, call a stupid argument. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't fully realize that for, for the most part, if you have t- multiple generations of tigers bred in captivity, they can't, you can't just like fly them to Africa and be like, okay, go be wild now. Like they, they can't. So they just either have to die in captivity, which is what Carol Baskin's her sanctuary was essentially for. It was just for all these tigers oh, to live someplace to die. Carol, Carol Baskin. Wait, Mike, Baskins Mike. Her name is Carol artist. fucking Baskins. Okay, Carol say it correctly. Carol fucking Baskins was a goddamn con artist. Try, uh, getting PETA. Oh, my God. And she made millions. She ruined this man's life, Nick. Uh, I mean. First of all, uh, Mike, I have not myself watched the show, and nor do I plan to. But in my research, it seems as though the person who made the show seems to have left out several salient points about Carol Baskins to make her look like a douchebag. I mean, they Steve, include... you can see you can see the conditions right on the tape, man. I mean, you just look. She's and she she has free. She doesn't pay the people who work for her at all. Do you know what I mean? And she's just she's just, she's charging people to come to the zoo. It's but a like, zoo. Isn't it, like, it's isn't just that the same reason you said Joe Exotic was clever? Because Joe Exotic paid his people like five bucks a day, essentially, to work for him because he knew they loved animals. Carol Baskins just gets volunteers to help on the sanctuary because she knows they'll do it for free. So is there a difference? Uh, I'm saying yeah. she's a, she's a, she's hypocritical in a lot of what you see, but is she? In the, the the main difference between her and Joe Exotic is Joe Exotic bred baby tigers to essentially sell them because that was the only way he could stay financially afloat. Carol Baskins did not do that. She just gave all the tigers a place to essentially live out the rest of their life. However, they both made money off of showing off their tigers. Carol Baskins, oh, yeah. if Joe Exotic disappeared and all the Joe Exotics disappeared, she wouldn't have a sanctuary or a means of livelihood anyway. Nick, she had already made millions... After killing her husband, okay, <laughs> maybe killing her husband, <laughs> and and Nick, 
And I know I know this is not the docutopsy report, okay? But like that's coming soon. Ch- check out Dapper <laughs> Devil Productions for the docutopsy yes, if, report. Yes, if we needed anything else to make us more uh, potentially suable for libel, it's a documentary show. But when now, okay, and that's I know I always like to play a little devil's advocate here, mm-hmm. but this is necessary, okay? <laughs> Joe, Joe hired people. That nobody was going to hire. He went out and took people up off the street and gave them a a shot to, to dust themselves up, you know, and, 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 get, and get back on, get back into the world. Because they were felons. They were homeless. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he paid, yeah, you know, yeah, he paid them, what, five bucks a day? Or how much was he paying? I, don't, he I, paying I remember something preposterously small. Or like 150 bucks a week. Yeah. I think it was like 150 bucks a week. But, I mean... That's more. A, it's more than nothing. B, it's it's more than they were ever gonna get. I think. I think they could have maybe strove for something else. Like that's all they're gonna get. Uh, all right. As someone who has who has come out of the big house, Nick, let me tell you something. All right. First of all, when you're in there, you make twenty five cents an hour. All right. And you're working twelve hour days. And that's just so that they can avoid calling it slavery. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, so let me think. So if I work 12 hours a day at 25 cents an hour, what is that? Three bucks, three bucks a day times, times, uh, Mike, if I was any good at math, I wouldn't be doing this right now. (laughs) So three bucks a day times seven, that's $21 a week. So if you look at it like this, Nick, I mean, he increased their income by like eight times. Uh, Listeners, we leave it up to you to check the math. (laughs) Yes. And also check your own morality compass. But when they come. All I'm saying is to suggest what he did with the baby tigers is bad. But to say that Carol Baskins was saving saving these tigers, I mean, get real. I Mike, mean, no, no, no way. The no debate isn't way. whether or not Carol Baskins is a hero in any of this. Everyone comes out of this looking terrible. It's whether or not it's not like the argument he, the argument that Joe Exotic isn't bad because Carol Baskins is also bad. Is not an argument. Yeah, that's how most political campaigns win. Exactly. Not Joe Exotics, though. Nick, where are these tigers going to go when she shut down his and Antle's place? To hers? To her sanctuary? Was she going to build a bigger sanctuary? Was she going to build several different locations for her sanctuary and make it a franchise? Well, she she didn't create a small cottage industry of people who own a bunch of animals they're not supposed to own and then inadvertently domesticate them so they can't ever go anywhere ever again. And therefore, when they get shut down because they're all by and large criminals, now these poor animals have nowhere to go. Guys, guys, this is all sounding very dark and negative, and I think we need some music to lift us back up. I think you're right, Nick. Because everything you're describing, like Steve, sounds terrible, but it doesn't mesh well with this. Let them roam their land Then stand back and marvel that doesn't even rhyme. <laughs> well, you actually can't blame Joe Exotic for that part. Yeah, that's the song. Direct bomb. all complaints to Vince Johnson and Danny Clinton. Although I will say, Joe Exotic in the music video—I don't know why—but I watched like four, four or five of his music videos. Every single one of them. He he keys out the sky, whatever the sky is, and it adds tumultuous thunderclouds. Like right now, we're seeing the, a very poorly photoshopped image of him on a truck with his guitar and just this fake stormy sky in the background. He if, really if the likes music that. videos are if the music videos are any indication, Joe Exotic constantly lives in the crisis on infinite earths. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Superman, we need help defeating the Anti Monitor. Who do we have left available? Uh, well, there's this, was, there's this one guy that owns a bunch of tigers. Uh, that's got to be worth something, right? Doesn't be- that's a power? That's a superpower, Wait, right? Steve, doesn't Spider-Man have a villain who's like a hunter? Yes, Craven the Hunter. Yes, I I feel like Joe Exotic is just Craven in real life. No, Craven the Hunter is way more respectable than Joe Exotic, <laughs> and Craven the Hunter wears uh, runs around shirtless with a vest that's made to look like a lion's face with lasers that shoot from his nipples. Steve, that is not dissimilar from Joe Exotic. <laughs> How bad is it when a character named Craven is the more respectable person between two? 
Well, that's just uh, because his real name is Kravinov. So that's just what his that his that's his nom de guerre. So when Spider-Man sees a lion, when he saw a tiger, or saw well, wait, when what? a tiger sees a spider, a, <laughs> and a spider is a man, I, I <laughs> Craven the Hunter happens. Oh my god! But the vest was a lion, right? Oh my god! Yes, I'm actually glad we found a way to dovetail into something I like talking about during this whole episode. <laughs> that's right, Steve. This podcast is all about you. I was going to say, like, when you said that his vest had lion eyes, I just was imagining Joe Exotic saying, the only lion eyes are the ones in Carol fucking basket sockets. <laughs> uh, but regardless, he saw a tiger. Now I understand. I saw a tiger. Tiger saw man. I can give him a home. Safe and I mean, the home for at least eight of those tigers was in a pit inside his sanctuary that they dug up after he had to move everything. Yeah, that that, that home was in the cold, hard ground. I don't, I don't know any warmth about it. I mean, oh my god! Like you watch the documentary and you just see the conditions that they're living in, and even if you like big cats, even if that is your passion, mm-hmm. do you need? 200 plus of them in addition to baboons and wolves and lions and various other exotic animals because then you have an obligation to feed them all. Remember they were talking about like how much in f- how much the food cost is like per tiger like per year. It's wild. Uh yeah, well, yo, the Joe Exotic was very uh uh what's the word I'm looking for? Full of shit. Stupid. Uh no 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 um I know it's a po- uh, listen guys criminal uh, for as negative for as negative as yeah listen he's got a whole docu series shitting on him I'm gonna tell you Antle was spending ten grand and Joe Exotic was only spending three grand he was getting the uh, the meat at the Walmart yeah and he was feeding all his uh, all his employees with the with the with the spoiled meat you know yeah that's pretty yeah. fucked <laughs> hey. Nick, they could have been on the street digging out of trash cans. Mike, the two options Instead, are, they're digging Mike, out of... Mike, out of there's out of there's more than two <laughs> options. It's not just they're on the street eating garbage or at Joe's sanctuary eating garbage. There's many other options that they could be living this, in. This is, known, this is what's known as a straw man argument. Yes. <laughs> Where you make the opponent look ridiculous by offering... A random, made-up, contextless wait, wait, wait. example. Mike, hang on a sec. So when Joe Exotic mouths this line, I can give him a home, safe and Do you think he's talking about convicts? <laughs> I saw a felon in a felon song. Um, what would he be? <laughs> Well, considering that he is also now a felon, I would just assume when a felon saw a felon. When a felon saw a felon. It's going to be another Joe Exotic song in about a month. I can't oh, wait for man. his prison album. Charles Manson Charles Manson got one. Why can't Joe Exotic? Yeah. Johnny Cash did. Well, Johnny Cash wasn't in the prison. He just showed up, did it, and left. He wasn't recording. Yeah, he... He did it the right way. Yes, he did a he did a prison album the law-abiding way. That is true. Oh. If if Johnny Cash was a character on the Monopoly board, he just rolled to visit jail. Yeah, he was he just didn't visiting. stop on go to jail. I'll tell you what, if Joe Exotic was smart, he would he would um hook up with the biggest baddest broski in the jail, right? And then now he's got celebrity status. I mean, he could probably take over the whole jail, man. You think? You, I don't know. I think that I, I'm curious what's going to happen to him, man. I he might he might start coming out with all sorts of albums from inside there, man. It's going to be how he can't communicate with the people who actually write and sing. That's true. I mean, here's the thing: he's charismatic. Like there are moments in the documentary where you kind of like him despite everything, but then also the but but then you see everything he did, and also the documentary does not get into some specific things, like the fact that uh, Joe Exotic is also apparently very racist. Uh, apparently, during the filming of the documentary... Like, like all of Oklahoma is, Nick. I mean- That's not, Nick. There are non-racist Oklahomans, Mike. 
Uh, well, consider me Oklahoma-ist then. Is that <laughs> no, considering considering <laughs> half of my dad's side of the family comes from Arkansas and Oklahoma? I can mostly disagree with this. <laughs> mostly disagree with this. <laughs> Apparently, during the film of this documentary, he would go on so many rants and tangents where he would just casually drop the N word, and they cut all that from the documentary. Which, to be honest, I don't know that they said that it just wasn't relevant to necessarily the details that they were trying to say. But I think in terms of painting a portrait of who Joe Exotic was, I think that it's important. Now, granted, you should think Joe Exotic is a monster for many other things he's done other than just being a racist. But I think they should also include the fact that he is a racist. Yeah, no, I mean, they they had, they wanted to spin, they wanted you to like Joe Exotic. They, they wanted, wanted you to be you. conflicted about him, I think. Because they also don't gloss over the terrible things that he did do. Yeah, but if he was just coming out straight out of the gate spitting out M bombs, I oh, mean yeah, that, that's true. It would have been he would have been buried before he had a chance to even get you to like him, you know? He would have been eaten alive just like Carol Baskin's husband. <laughs> nice, Nick. <laughs> Allegedly. But the law wants to ban me. Can you tell me who you are, Joe. Joe, you are wrong. I think this documentary Joe. has pretty clearly put into context who exactly is wrong in this situation. Can I, can I ask you a, a, a controversial question, guys? This whole episode feels pretty controversial. I feel, I feel like, oh, man, I feel like I've been rubbing, I'll be rubbing some people the wrong way with these questions. I hope everyone knows, listen, I, I don't support stealing baby tiger cubs from their mom man okay that's, let's it's, it's, that's <laughs> a hell of a starting statement but continue <laughs> however out of curiosity i mean we should not i mean tigers are endangered am i right yes there's as, as they stated in the documentary there's more tigers in captivity in america than there are in the rest of the world in the wild the starting your by the way starting your argument with the phrase I do not support the kidnapping of baby tigers makes you sound like you're running for political office in the Jungle Book. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, Mowgli's my uh, campaign manager, man. It's going to be good. I am tired of Shere Khan trying to paint me as some sort of baby tiger kidnapper. (laughs) He's running a dirty campaign and I won't stand for it. But Mike, what was your question? Uh, oh yeah. So listen, these tigers are endangered, right? And we and we want we don't want that we don't want them to go extinct, right? No. So we should breed the hell out of them, right? I but, mean, we should be breed, we should be breeding the shit out of these tigers, but in but, a way, in a way, and you know, and I'm listen. The way the reason I'm phrasing this this way is because it's just I'm just trying to get you guys to see things a funny little way here, right? Is we gotta we gotta train them to be killing machines. We gotta we gotta breed these tigers to survive in the wild, right? So they gotta know how to just rip apart a zebra that's alive. That's that's what they need to know how oh, to do. Oh great. Now we're gonna have to save zebras too. <laughs> God, so much work. Or antelopes or whatever the hell else tigers eat out there. But like that's the so I mean that's the issue, right? Mike, is that if, these what the tr- issue is? if the if the main thing was that these people cared about tigers and their endangered species status, they could go to Africa or go to any area where they're endangered and help lead conservation efforts to help bring their populations back up. The whole reason this whole industry exists in America is strictly so they can make money. It has nothing to do with the tigers. A.K.A. the reason anything exists in America. Well, like, at the very end of the documentary, I kind of like that they brought the point home. They said, this docu- like, everyone here claims that they care about the cats, yet no one, nothing done throughout this whole story helped the cats at all. They said all the money that was spent in legal fees and investigation fees and people suing each other back and forth and how how many millions and millions of dollars that was that could have gone towards animal conservation that did not because these petty people just kept suing each other. Is there a way... Now, guys, I mean, this might be genius, or maybe it's unethical. And listen, if it's unethical, <laughs> it's a fine I, line: I, genius, I, unethical. So, you know, sometimes, I mean, sometimes when you're spitballing, you know, you got to spitball in, into some dark, some gray area. Okay, okay that's how Nazi Germany started, Mike. But continue. <laughs> oh my God! All right, we're talking about tigers here. Jesus Christ, not human beings. 
Okay, so what if there was a way where you could breed tigers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, s- let them be with their mom enough, but also make money off of them, right? To where they were like at the 14 weeks, and then you put them into this like tiger training program for where they get ready for the wild. Is there a way that can happen? Or is it that they need to learn how to kill things immediately out of the womb? You know what I mean? I think like, it's more that, but so I'm hardly an expert. You're, you're, you're also describing like the very definition of a nature preserve. Like you were, you were describing half of Africa, basically. Half Africa. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Like <laughs> these things exist. They are called, they're, they're nature preserves. They're actual parts of nature that are just sealed off so that nobody can go into them or do stuff to them. And they just let them continue to exist as they normally would if nature takes its course. So, so then, Steve, why the hell are we still dealing? Like, why do we have more tigers here? Than they got over there Be- because um, maybe because of capitalist greed. Have you not been paying attention? Because Mike, they, they said in the documentary, baby tigers are where you make the most money. So you're yeah. always incentivized to make as many new baby tigers as possible. The problem is they all get older, and then you have so many adult tigers that aren't worth as much. But you have- also how did the how did those tigers get over here to begin with? When you're not supposed to be transporting tigers anywhere, it's called poaching. Yo, if I can train a tiger. Okay. The Can fact you, that Mike? you have a tiger, the fact that you have a tiger in your possession is already indicative of the fact that that tiger was kidnapped and poached. If I can train a no, but go with me on this. This is the, the, oh, <laughs> I don't this know is, if I want to. No, guys, I'm sorry, and I'm not meaning to. I'm not. I'm not going to start a zoo. Okay, let's let's, let's be straight. Mike, up. The I'm fact you incur- set that as a statement <laughs> makes me think that that was at least you're Mike. What are you crossing out over there? You have a list that you just drew a big line <laughs> through. <laughs> I'm just thinking it's funny, right? What, if I can train a tiger to do all sorts of crazy shit, to not eat me, first of all, and to like, you know, and, the, and like the circus was training tigers to do crazy shit. How come that you can't train a tiger how to survive in the wild? It's, well, I guess it's because I don't, because, I, I don't because personally we're, know. Yeah, because we're people and we don't act the same way that tigers do. <laughs> It's like saying, why doesn't this dog teach me how to eat cereal? We need to find it. We need a tiger whisperer. You know what I mean? Someone who really understands the ways of the tiger. Typically, that's other tigers. (laughs) If only they could all live together in their natural environment somehow. I'm going to guess. Is it one of those Protected from poaching. Where what, after a a person touches the tiger cub, then what? If you try to give it to another tiger, it's just going to eat it or something? Like, what's Those are birds. (laughs) That's a thing that happens to birds. Hey, listen, I, I got to ask the question to get the Listen, That's if you true. don't dig and you don't get the answers, because I'm just telling you, what if? Mike, no, Mike, Mike, you are so right. If you don't dig, you'll never find the tiger carcasses that Joe Exotic buried. You're right. <laughs> if you don't say a bunch of stupid stuff in a row, how can you rule it out? <laughs> hey, listen, if our president can suggest, inge- you know, injecting Lysol into our bodies to fight viruses i mean <laughs> all right I, i'm not even going to get into that because uh, because that conversation is going to make my head hurt because it's going to entail me both defending and not defending context and i just can't i don't have the mental capacity for it every time they move every time they breathe i can feel their power Wait a second, wait, wait. You can... Yes. Yo, I would love it if a woman could just tell me she could feel my beast. Is that what you uh. want? <laughs> oh, Mike Russell, I can feel your beast. I'm like, I thought I was the beast, but I guess I got some beast in me. It's just like a whole, it's like a separate entity. <laughs> if only there was some way for you to activate this beast mode. <laughs> <laughs> also, why is Joe sleeping with these tigers? You shouldn't be feeling them breathing, man. Like you gotta give yourself some space. You know, you can't be hanging out with the tigers all day. That was his life. Until now, he's the one in captivity. Boom! Symbolism. Yeah, Mike. Was, uh, jails are just zoos with poor people in them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 
Let's sell some tickets. It's the American way. Woo! I mean, technically, Joe Exotic is poor. Carol sued him for everything. Carol Bas- Carol fucking Baskins. Baskin. The- I'm gonna, I don't give a shit. Carol, to- Carol fucking Baskins is a lying bitch. It's only 31 flavors. She keeps trying to tell me there's 32. <laughs> she was Baskin Robin Joe Exotic. <laughs> Wow, Nick. This is the cutting edge, insightful commentary that our listeners were missing. (laughs) All right, but he does have a little bit more to say about the Tigers, as I'm sure you could guess. I love how we see a clock to clarify that the time is, in fact, ticking. A, a clock that appears to be bathed in beer. <laughs> yes. It looks like, I don't know if he was going for just, like, aged, but it, it just kind of looks like it's sitting in beer. Which it It's probably 5 o'clock was. somewhere. Oh, shit, no, it's 2.30. soon be gone. So you better take a picture. What a sad, sad song. Wait, what, what was that, Mike? This song is dumb. No kidding. Well, of course it is, Mike. This, Why would we be talking about it otherwise? This, I mean, but this is a special kind of dumb, man. It's just like, who the hell? What, Vincent? What's his fuck? Uh, the song was written by Vince Johnson, and uh, Danny Clinton was the one who sang it. Look, Joe Exotic I mean, gave I guess him you get bullet what, points. You get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. Yes, he didn't pay them. <laughs> This is to be honest for free music written for you. This isn't bad. If they if he'd paid a lot for this, yeah, he might have some reason to be upset. But he paid them somehow even less than he paid his own employees. And you call the man stupid. Come on, Nick, give him some credit. Give him some credit for just extorting free labor out of people. You know what? He does deserve prison. Maybe he'll you know, have to work for twenty five cents an hour. You know what, Nick? You know, <laughs> you you judge Joe Exotic, but you know what? We, we, and the you Joe and I, judged you and I were, me. Ooh, there's a spinoff idea, Judge Joe Exotic. You and I and thousands of others were willing to pay, to pay money to put on performances at the Upright Citizens Brigade. R.I.P. You know what, UCB? <laughs> Those people extorted thousands. And one day Nick will make that documentary and bring those those bastards to light. <laughs> And they're looked at like comic geniuses. They're monsters, Nick. UCB are monsters. Care- <laughs> Mike, they still have classes in New York. Okay, don't burn any bridges you can't oh, rebuild. I, I thought they shut oh, it all also, down. They still got classes. Also, also, I don't want to get my ass kicked by Amy Poehler, so if you could please. <laughs> yeah, they're they're continuing in a uh, reduced capacity. But like the training center's gone and the theaters are gone. Oh, okay. You know who could do with some improv training? Joe Exotic. <laughs> I guess. Oh, I don't God, know. I tried to... is that what it sounds like when I do it? <laughs> it is what it sounds like when you do it. I tried to mimic you exactly. Oh, what a sad, sad song. All at Armageddon, such a painful <laughs> Is that the tranked up tiger? <laughs> Wait, which one? The one that's just like just like a ton hanging out while he's chilling out, he's just laying in the water. Just <laughs> no, it's probably really swampy and hot. Yeah, Oklahoma is not their natural environment. It's nobody's natural environment. Oklahoma was made for no one. That's their state motto. I'm just kidding. Steve, we love our we love no one, Steve. We love Half our Oklahoma. Is no one. We love our I really Oklahoma hope- listeners. I was going to say, I really hope you're cutting any Oklahoma disparagement out of this episode. Look, I, I imagine this is a difficult time for Oklahoma with this documentary coming out. <laughs> Wait, a difficult time? Yes. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of negative stereotypes about their state that Oklahomans have to deal with. And then this comes out. Because apparently Oklahomans don't even like Joe Exotic either. Yeah, but now they're gonna get a they're gonna get a whole bunch of tourism when we you know when everything's lifted. Are you kidding? People people are gonna go, want to go see where Joe Exotic was from. I don't know if it'll still be as relevant when this is lifted. I mean, who knows? Maybe this episode won't seem as relevant. It's only been a month since the documentary came out. Nick, this was the this may have been one of the most watched documentaries in the history of documentaries. 
Oh my God! Stop saying that word. Okay, Steve. What? That is actually how it's pronounced. I asked several people. You pronounce it a more British way, but there, it's A R Y. It's a documentary. Documentary. Oh, so you're saying you're saying I pronounce it in the way that the creators of the English language pronounce okay, it, and I'm the one that's fucking wrong. Fucking Anglophile. Yes. Okay. You know, and you drink your herbal tea, and you go to the theater, and you like calors. Yes, calor. <laughs> and aluminium. Yes, and aluminium. You know what? I'm so glad Professor Withersby will never be seen again. He'd be having a field you don't day. Know, you don't know that. Perhaps at some point, I was going to say, perhaps at some point, all of those people that seem to show up when I'm not here will show up at the same time for an episode. That sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> let's, let's pray it never happens. I'm sending out the invite. I'm going to send out the invite to that. That's... <laughs> Such a painful loss When they kill all the tigers In the Holocaust That kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> It'll be a loss when they kill all the tigers in the Holocaust. So that he rhymes. So that he wants a rhyme for. He wants a rhyme for Holocaust. Guys, I really want to make sure we rhyme Holocaust. <laughs> but not cat. He doesn't want to rhyme for cat. It's especially in bad taste if you don't rhyme Holocaust, and that's a word that appears in your song. I I don't know what Holocaust he's referring to exactly, though, considering he's... he himself murdered tigers. He claims he put them down because they were sick, but the, his staff has said he made us put down tigers just to make room in the cages. So he got in trouble for eight, but how many do you think he really took down? I don't know. I mean, there's essentially no telling how many he illegally sold and who knows what happened to them. But yeah, they found they found a burial plot essentially with eight that had bullet holes in them. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how many. Holy Jesus. I bet. Yo, man, because you think how many years was he doing it? Oh, God. What? 20 some odd years? Oh, dude. There's a lot of dead tigers out there, man. <laughs> You guys wanted to talk about Mike, this. Mike, that's another great quote for a t-shirt we can make. <laughs> Do not make that t-shirt. Do not make it. Uh, well, you know oh, no, go ahead. Just... No, let's end, let's end on Holocaust. Let's, <laughs> There's another great statement usually... out of context. Let's end with the Holocaust. I think that's usually when things should 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 be done with. But that's when not that, how Joe, that, Joe, that comes into. But he goes right back into. I saw tiger. Now I understand. I saw tiger. Look, are the lyrics dumb? Yes. Is the music video yes. dumb? Yes. But it's a pleasant sounding song. Yes, thank God we listened to them to more of that. Thank God we listened to a, rip, a repeat of the past three verses. You know, oh, it goes on for like another minute of that, Steve. But I will spare you that. I I could just imagine myself with the roof down, sunglasses on, cruising on the highway, little saw tiger. And you know what, it, Nick, it is pleasant. It's nice. Like I'm, I, you'd be sitting along, you'd feel good about it. But. That is a little bit of Joe Exotic's music that uh, the documentary didn't quite have enough time to dive into fully. But now, uh, but much like the tigers that ate Carol Baskin's husband, we've had time to digest this. So we're able to see it with hindsight and we're able to kind of get the whole scope of it and hopefully give you some I'm, information I'm, that you didn't know otherwise. I'm going to laugh my ass off if this is what gets us sued finally. <laughs> this, is, this will be the one. This will be the Everybody one. involved in this fucking thing is so litigious and you have been very not chalant about your view on certain things. And it's not libel. I made that mistake before. It's slander. Libel's printed. For, Steve, oh. for the most part, we are just regurgitating most of the talking points that the documentary says. Very little of these opinions are just fully my own observations. That, that is precisely what I would call all of this, Nick. Regurgitation. Yeah, well, I think we've done a great service for the uh, for the listeners, you know, I agree, Mike. And I actually, I would like We're to take heroes. it. I want to take it another step, man. And maybe you, because Steve, you seemed a little knowledgeable. And I'm I'm pulling this out of nowhere right now, but like, how unlike you? <laughs> but I think I'm gonna th I'm gonna throw twenty bucks. I'm throwing twenty bucks to the Tigers, and I want to know like 
here's what I want to know. I don't want to donate to PETA because they support Carol Baskins and she's a con artist. I, so which nature preserve in Africa is the is it the one where I can go out there and, <laughs> and do what? Oh God, he stopped himself, Nick. Don't pry. Oh no, I think I know what he's gonna say. So I'm gonna no, Mike. It's not that one. There's many others. <laughs> because Nick, you know, all the money really goes and helps. That's how it functions out there. You know, it's a fun. <laughs> Everyone wants a perfect. This perfect. There's always going to be some bad for some reason, no matter where the money goes. But I promise you, I'm not going to go out and hunt a tiger, okay? Okay, (laughs) Mike, once again, the fact you have to state that, and why are you crossing another thing off a list in the background? (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, which which reserve should I donate to, Steve? Uh, I'm sure we don't know off the top of our heads, but we can certainly try to research. All right, folks, I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna do some research, and and hopefully. Hopefully within a week of this episode coming out, we'll have a nice post on Instagram of where to, where if you want to help the tigers, uh, the best place to truly go that doesn't go to a psychopath or cult, uh, drug Carol kingpin. fucking Baskins or you know the PETA, which in my, in my opinion I don't even understand. <laughs> like uh, I'm not even gonna get into it about PETA. <laughs> yeah, we can't set aside time for the PETA rant. <laughs> But, Mike, you mentioned the listeners, and I just also want to say to our listeners, thank you so much for your patience while we got our shit together uh, to get this revamp. Wait, that's what you call this? Getting our shit together? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. We went from, Steve, we went from, we we coordinated a remote, safe, socially distanced recording setup. Uh, We redid our, we updated our artwork and we have a revamped schedule of episodes coming out that we should be able to hit on a regular basis. So, yes, Steve, I think we can toot our own horns a little bit. All right. Well, famous last words, I guess. Oh, uh, Carol Baskin's husband's was, oh, not the tiger! <laughs> <laughs> he never knew when to quit. Ah, uh, yeah. Anyway, thank you, sorry, listeners. So, so, sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, no, don't apologize, Mike. Commit. <laughs> If Carol Baskin didn't apologize for killing her husband, Mike, you shouldn't have to apologize for making jokes about his ex- death. Uh, but seriously, listeners, thank you so much for sticking with us. Uh, and if you were new, thank you so much for tuning in. Please still feel free to listen to our back catalog. We have a whole plethora our of... Our catalog, Nick? It's a big catalog. It's a big catalog. It is a big catalog. We have a veritable preserve of a big back catalog for you to dive into so please check it out uh and make sure you subscribe uh so you can get the latest when all of our new episodes come out and please leave a review on apple Podcasts if you have not done so already uh and with that you can also find me on twitter and instagram at nick brigadier i'm a little bit more active because there's much less to do now uh and mike where can we find you yeah, you can find me on my Instagram at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR.D-O-T. And, uh, yeah, like Nick said, you know, like, go uh, go check out that big catalog. Give, give some uh, some reviews, five stars preferably on the old uh, Apple Podcasts. You know, we, we love those. Uh, yo, leave, if you leave a review, I mean, we'll, what? We'll, we'll call you out. We'll call you out in the show. That's, that's what we'll start doing, man. It's going to be good. We have some nice reviews out there right now, and everyone helps out for sure. And uh, why don't you also tell us? Uh, <laughs> I I don't know if I should go nicer. I got two in my head right now. Um, if <laughs> whichever one results in the least litigation, please. Yes, always default to that, Mike. If you if you could feed your spouse to any animal, which one would you? <laughs> Mike, I have to ask, was that the nice one? <laughs> Here, no. What's your what's your favorite endangered animal that if you could save, you would? I thought you were say, what's your favorite endangered animal that you could feed your husband to? <laughs> you could feed your... <laughs> and uh oh also, uh folks, I just released a new track on uh you can see it on uh, MrMikeRussell.com on the Instagram. It's uh it's inspired by the recent uh, comments by our fearless leader, uh, and it is, do not, <laughs> wait, what? don't, don't go down in disinfectant. So let this PSA be for you, uh, folks, don't drink your bleach, don't inject yourself with Lysol, it's not going to save you, it's not going to help you, 
It's uh, it's actually quite dangerous. So, uh, it's a little crooning comedy for you. And uh, yeah, Mike, you think so little of our listener base that that is a necessary warning. <laughs> hey, hey, we have we have some of the smart. We have the best listeners. We have the smartest listeners. Nick, I, I agree. I think they'll just enjoy the song. You know what? Fair enough. Just listen. Enjoy the song on its own. Enjoy. It's fun. It's supposed to be funny. <laughs> uh, Steve, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at your man Trollo. You can find me on my. You can find my personal website at stephentrollinger.com. Uh, and, uh, you can, uh, find me on the, uh, the recently released, Nick didn't mention this, the recently released, uh, Chad is not the killer. Oh, I totally forgot. Yes. Devil Productions website. Chad is not the killer, uh, is now viewable to everyone. Uh, we have a link to it on Dapper Devil Productions. There's also a, uh, Instagram post that links to it as well, but yes, please watch it. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it just Directed got ex- by Nick and starring Mike and myself. Uh, Steve, what an honor it was getting to play alongside you, man. Yeah, yes, thankfully we were both in separate rooms at the time, which is how I tend to prefer to act with you. <laughs> oh man. Uh oh, and see uh wait, did you did you mention the the festival I just got in? Oh no. Uh yes, and it got into the Die Laughing Film Festival in Los Angeles, which likely is not going to actually physically happen due to coronavirus. Yeah. But uh but it did get in, so that's exciting. God, Mike, did you see how we had to push him kicking and screaming into into promoting himself? Yo. Ugh. I mean, yo, Nick, don't worry. Me and Steve are always going to be here to push your genius forward, man. I mean, Nick really kicked ass in the script, guys. I mean, it, it was a lot of fun. And the way it came out, I mean, it's the it, the quality. The quality. Oh, it's beautiful, Nick. Thank you, guys. Uh, and thank you, guys, uh, listeners, once again, for tuning in. We will have more bad, bizarre, and otherwise noteworthy music coming in on a regular basis now. Uh, which I'm very excited for, and I'm looking forward to next week. And until then, I'm Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm going to go back to hunting something ethical, like man. (laughs) Ha, classic Steve. (laughs) And uh, we will see you next week. Take care.